Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men quit pornography. So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Hey everyone, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I want to do a little celebration. Not of romantic love, but of true friendship. Because especially when I was single, and even now when I'm married... I think romantic love is optional, but true friendship is essential. And allies, when you have an ally or an accountability partner who's really powerful, it's because they've become your true friend. But how do you do that? How do you forge that kind of friendship? So today I have 13 ideas for you for what to do with your allies. Hopefully you have more than one, but even if you just have one, if you do these things, or you could just choose one of these things, it will supercharge your relationship with them. I know, I know, you've probably heard some of these things before, but are you really doing them? So as I give you these 13 ideas, ask yourself, am I doing this? And if not, let's go, let's start. Okay, idea number one is schedule a time once per week where you can check in and pray with each other. And look in the show notes for this episode because I'm going to attach the weekly check-in that I use with all my one-on-one clients that you can use with your allies. And probably the most important thing to do when you check in is to pray together, is to go to the throne of God together. And this is super powerful for a few reasons. It recovers and restores your relationship with God in that moment, your relationship with another person in that moment, your relationship with yourself, and your relationship with the world, with your purpose. Because in prayer, your relationship with God, others, self, and your purpose and your vocation are all restored. Honestly, prayer with my allies has probably been the single most powerful part of my recovery. And I think part of that is because feeling accepted rather than rejected is what I was looking for porn to provide. So when you can have that person who accepts you in the middle of whatever it is you're going through, that was huge for me. Having a scheduled time makes sure that that happens. And you know what? The scheduled time doesn't have to be serious sitting down with a cup of coffee and talking about the really hard things. You can have a scheduled time with your ally where you go do something fun, where you go on an adventure. I think this is really important for guys especially is to make sure our relationships with our allies are not becoming one-dimensional. So when you schedule a time, you can do different stuff. Okay, idea number two is to have spontaneous times where you call for help in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a temptation, in the middle of your sexual struggle. So many times people want to call their allies and they do it after they've acted out, whether it's an hour later or a day later or maybe a week later when you see them at the small group. No, call before sin, beat sin to the punch, call during your trials, during your temptations, Because that's when the voice of the enemy is loudest, and that's when you can actually prevent sin. Think of your scheduled times with your allies as times in the huddle, where it's like, okay, here's how we're going to go out and play the game. And even your group meetings, if you're in a recovery group, it's like the huddle in a football game. It's not the game, it's the huddle. And then during the week, that's when you're going out and playing the game. The problem is, most of us treat the group meeting or the scheduled time like the game itself. And if you think, oh, we had a great meeting with my accountability partner. 
That's, that doesn't mean you're winning the game. That means you had a great huddle. Now you go out there during the week, put into practice what you talked about in the huddle. That's how you win the game. Most of us are out there every week trying to quit porn on our own. And the enemy is united. The enemy is giving us a united front of opposition. And we're coming at them one by one. We need to play together as a team when we're out on the field during the week, during the game time, during the battle of our temptations and struggles. And then we will begin to see more victory. Because right now, if you're out there trying to face all this stuff alone, you will get stomped on. So idea number two is call during your trials and temptations. Idea number three, always be honest. I got this question recently from Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. He said, what should I talk about with my ally? Or how vulnerable should I get? Like, how honest should I be? You know, if you're talking about a significant other, maybe you need to have some boundaries in that relationship. Like, we're not going to talk about my sexual fantasies. With your ally, though, you can be as honest as possible. And it's even better to be super duper honest and super duper vulnerable. Like tell them the specific things you're attracted to. Tell them the things you hate about yourself. Tell them the things that maybe you've never told anyone before. And when you open up about those things and bring them into the light, man, there is so much power in that. So always be honest. Idea number four, explore areas of woundedness. If you need some help with this, you need to read the book Unwanted by Jay Stringer, and it will help you explore your areas of woundedness, of abandonment, of abuse, triangulation, trauma. All of these things are part of all of our lives. Not just some of us, we all have trauma, whether it's capital T trauma or lowercase t trauma. And with our accountability partners, let's not just talk about strategies and techniques for victory. Let's listen to each other's stories and explore the places where we've been wounded so that the love of God can come in and heal us. All right, idea number five, encourage often. Encourage often. That's right. What I mean by that is don't just confess all the things you've been doing badly. Call out what you see the other person doing well. Hey man, here's how I see Christ in you. Here's how I see the Holy Spirit working in your life. Here's how I see you growing since the last time we met. I noticed this character quality developing in you. Oh my gosh, when you receive that affirmation, it is like wind in your sails. It's reminding you that God is at work. Maybe you relapsed, maybe you've been struggling, but it doesn't invalidate what God's been doing. And in fact, you are growing. It's messy, it's a process. But listen, bro, when you can encourage one another as allies and call out the good in one another and say, oh, no, that wasn't just God. That was you, my friend. You are growing. You are changing. Oh, man, that actually gives you the strength to go on. When all we're doing is confessing sin to one another, it's discouraging. It's deflating. We need to encourage each other, affirm the good that we see. That's something I don't hear that's talked about very much when it comes to allies and accountability partners. Number six, talk about the days and times when you're going to need help. Because chances are, if you look at the times when you've relapsed, if you look at the times when you've sexually acted out, there's a pattern. Maybe it always happens at night for you. Maybe Thursdays are the worst day of the week. Maybe it always happens when you go back to your parents' house. Okay, so you want to talk about that with your ally, with your accountability partner and say, hey man, whenever this is happening or whenever it's this day of the week, I'm going to need extra help. Can you check in with me? Can you be there for me? 
Plan that out in advance and it will help a ton. Idea number seven, clarify the boundaries on when you're going to call each other. Maybe you're not okay with being called late at night. If your ally or accountability partner often gets tempted late at night, they're probably going to need another ally in addition to you who can answer the phone at that time. A lot of times we just assume, oh, they don't want me to call them late at night. In reality, what I found is most allies want to be called. We want to get that 2 a.m. phone call or two phone calls to get through the do not disturb barrier because it means that my brother in Christ is being brave and vulnerable and reaching out for help. And it would be an honor to me to answer the phone. Now, for some people, that's not the case. So you want to clarify those boundaries. And then if the person says, no, I want you to call me at 2 a.m., then you now have so much more confidence to be able to reach out to them when you need help. And let me tell you, it's actually a gift when you do that because you're giving them an opportunity to be a minister of the presence of God to you in that moment. Like that's so honoring. You're not being an annoyance. You're not being a burden. This person has told you they want you to call at that time. So do it. Take them up on the offer. If you need help at an inconvenient time, but it's something that they've said they want you to do, go for it, man. And it's important to clarify the boundaries too for people who are not ready for that. So talk about the times when you're going to need help and the times when people will be unavailable or when you'd rather not receive a phone call or a text message. Number eight, I know I say this all the time, but always call. Do not text. Text is so easy to hide behind. There's no relationship. It's asynchronous. I know that's a big word for some of you, but asynchronous means it's not like a real-time conversation. And so that need for intimacy that we all have in our sexual urges and aches is not going to get met by a text message. Call. Do not text. Some people talk about the 500-pound phone. It feels like it weighs 500 pounds because it's so hard to make that phone call. It is a huge step, though, for you to be able to call somebody and not just text them. So try it out and see what results it has. With my clients, they're always amazed at like, wow, that actually really helped me because I did it. Don't just talk about these things, actually do them. Number nine is join a group. Maybe you're already in a group with your accountability partner or your ally, great. If not, you can go into a group together. And I've seen this work really well. I've seen it work where people already know each other when they enter a group, and when they do so, their alliance is so much stronger, especially if you have a context for friendship outside of this whole sexual behavior, sexual wholeness thing, it makes it so much easier to talk about those deeper things because you know the person in a multidimensional way. So when you join a group, you will add another dimension to the friendship. And I think it's really awesome to be in a group. And it's another touch point every week rather than your weekly check-in and spontaneous calls. Idea number 10, this is something that I saw work really well in a group I did in 2015. We had a weird number of people. We had nine people in a group. So we did three groups of three. We did triads and triads was so cool because if I called somebody and he wasn't available, I could call the other guy. And even though it's not as intimate as just the two people, when you meet as a group of three, I think there's some power in that. And maybe it's the Trinitarian theology in me coming out, but I think there's something really beautiful about a communion of three that you can't get with a communion of two. Number 11, here's something you can do with your allies that is really simple. It's called the feeling wheel. 
Basically, you say, I feel blank about blank because blank. And this is a really easy way to process your emotions with each other. And I use this all the time with my clients. Try it out. The feeling wheel. I feel blank about blank because blank. Number 12. Here is a question you can ask your ally that can be really powerful. Would you like to be encouraged right now or challenged right now or both? If they say, I'd like to be encouraged, then affirm them, build them up, notice signs of improvement. If they say, I'd like to be challenged, then give them a challenge, make it practical, make it a SMART goal, S-M-A-R-T if possible. The next time you meet, follow up. This can really help you gain momentum rather than just saying, oh, I sinned, I failed recently, or I've had a successful week. You can say, would you like to be encouraged right now? Or would you like to be challenged right now and help each other move forward? Idea number 13 is inspired by Valentine's Day, which is tomorrow. Just to say, I love you, man. I feel like this is something that we need to say to each other. And maybe you're not at that point with your ally yet, but for me, that is so huge for me when another guy tells me, I love you. Not in a weird way, not in a sexual way, just because you're friends. Romantic love is optional, but true friendship is essential. And those words, I love you, can mean so much. So there you have it, 13 ideas for what to do with your allies and accountability partners. Download the worksheet, which is linked in the show notes for an example of a weekly check-in that you can use as much as you want. And always remember, my friend, you are God's beloved son. In you, he is well-pleased.